0: Hi there, welcome to 5-Minute Psychology, the vlog slash podcast dedicated to discussing fun facts and findings in psychology in a quick and hopefully concise manner. I am Blaine. Today I want to talk about disgust and how it relates to our moral code. Um, so typically when uh, evolutionary psychologists discuss disgust, they like to talk about it as something that saved us, right? It has There's real benefits to disgust, um, and those benefits are not going near things that could hurt us such as as rotting food. If you eat rotting food, chances are you will get sick. You could even get so sick that you die. Thus, developing a response like disgust, which is about avoiding and pulling back from those gross things, saved our ancestors from eating rotten food, or from, and I I apologize for the graphic nature of this episode, but going near their own poop, things that could hurt them um, because of the bacteria or whatever, um, the microbes that are living there that could cause harm. So disgust has some real benefits. It's great for us. However, when we talk about disgust, we can talk about it in two ways. The first way has to do with negative responses to physical objects. The second way has to do with responses to violations of moral code. And what I mean by that is stories like incest, right? Technically, incest doesn't have anything to do with bacteria or microbes or parasites or any of that stuff. It's just something that makes people feel disgusted. Now, there might be some evolutionary advantage there because, you know, obviously if people had children with their siblings, there are some genetic problems that can arise. However, it has nothing to do with germs. It's a different kind of disgust. And people have that same response when they talk about things like someone being really promiscuous, right? Breaking a moral code in some sense. Fascinating. So one of my favorite studies, and a very famous study to look at this, had people come into the lab and either watch a video that, was, uh, that would cause disgust or cause sadness. So for instance, they would watch a video maybe of someone dying or a puppy getting hurt, something that would make you feel sad. The other participants would watch a video from the movie Spotting, where a man had to reach into a toilet filled with fecal matter. And that would cause them, obviously, to feel disgusted. After that, they would then read a series of vignettes, um, so little stories. They would have to read, like, three or four little stories. And those stories were either about violations of justice, so either about someone causing someone else harm or stealing money, right? These things that are not good but um, wouldn't necessarily cause us to feel disgust. Or they would read stories that were about violations of moral code, right? And And what I mean by that is, again, things like incest or... Um, buying a song for a child that has sexually explicit lyrics, Um, wearing mismatched shoes even, maybe something small like that, a very small violation of code, something that we would consider to be, I don't know, indicative of purity. So, what happened? Well, the people who had first watched the disgust videos and then read about sort of these violations of morals would feel more disgusted with the violations of morals. So it's like the disgust carried over. Now, we call this misattribution in psychology. Something caused me to feel a certain way, and then I watch something else, and I'm still feeling this way. And instead of thinking, wow, it, it was definitely the video that caused it, I think, I'm responding really negatively to this story. I still feel really gross. It must be the story that's making me feel disgusted. This person's disgusting. Misattribution. Now, what's important is this, this didn't happen when they were reading about violations of justice. It didn't matter if you watched sad videos or disgusting videos. If you read about someone else hurting someone else, it's wrong, but it didn't really, like it didn't change from condition to condition. What changed was the people who watched sad versus disgusting videos who then read about violations of morals. Only the people who watched disgusting videos responded really strongly to the violations of morals. Now how is this not only interesting but a problem? This can be a problem. Think about someone on trial and say they're on trial for some sort of small violation. Uh, Say they're getting a divorce because someone um, cheated on their spouse when they said they were going to be monogamous and they want to get a divorce. And as they're sort of discussing their terms with one another, um, let's say that there's a garbage can in the room with them. This sounds crazy, but this is legit. Say there's a garbage can in the room that hasn't been emptied. If you can smell that a little bit, or if it's in your field of vision, that physical disgust that you're gonna feel is gonna carry over into your negotiations about your divorce. And you're gonna feel more disgusted with the thing that they did wrong. This is a very real thing that that psychologists have studied and shown. These sort of small influences um, from our physical space can really sort of change outcomes in the way that we feel because we misattribute our emotions. It's very, very common. Um, okay, so really quickly, I wanna turn back to art as I always do. In particular, I wanna discuss performing arts. Um so I had a dance professor once who who was fond of saying that you could have the most amazing performance you've ever seen on the stage, be it a dance performance or a theater performance or whatever. And if your theater's too hot, you're gonna have someone in the audience going, Oh wow, it's just it's just too hot, and not really focusing on the piece or enjoying it. And maybe they'll walk away and say, This is a stuffy performance, right? and have a negative opinion of the piece that they saw, um, based on the space, based on nothing to do with the performance itself. So that's really, really common, and it's something to really think about when you're doing anything, when you're giving a presentation. There are real reasons why we need to sort of have (laughs) clean, sanitary, comfortable spaces when we want people to be responsive and receptive to certain things. Okay, so that's 5-Minute Psychology. Um, If you are interested and want to hear more, definitely check out my SoundCloud, where these episodes come out uh, much more frequently, faster, because it's easier. Um, Or you can check out my YouTube, uh, 5-Minute Psychology, which is fun because I attach sort of memes and little images and things to try and help these things stick in your mind, because that helps me keep them in my mind and organize things, and it's entertaining. Um, Or you can check out my website, I will paste the link below, uh, and you can contact me or whatever. All right. Thanks, guys.